Well, that's my king. Do you know him? Turn with me, if you would, this morning to the book of Ephesians. New Testament book, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. It's a prison epistle. Paul wrote this while he was in prison. The last book he wrote in prison was Philippians. He wrote Colossians, Philemon, and Ephesians about the same time, sent them all back with Onesimus to be distributed. Your Bible says the epistle of Paul, the author to the Ephesians, but in the original copies, they tell us that it didn't actually say Ephesians. It was written as the letter to the church. The one they happened to have a copy of was Ephesus. But there's a mention of a letter that was to Laodicea as well, and most people believe that this letter went to a lot of churches. Laodicea, all the churches of Asia, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Laodicea, um, Sardis, Philadelphia, all of those churches received this letter, but the one they happened to, to have was Ephesians. So Ephesians chapter 2, there's your, there's your history lesson for the day. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. I wonder if you know him this morning. Who in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as other. But God, Amen. but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, hath he quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved and hath raised us up together and made us to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, thank you, Almighty God, for the opportunity, Lord, to read your word. God, I pray now, Almighty God, that you would give me the grace, O God, to be able to preach your word. Lord God, I pray, Almighty God, that I would simply be your microphone, Lord God, and that the words that flow through me today, Lord God, would not be words of me, but they would be words from your throne, O God, that it would touch the very heart of men today, Almighty God. Don't quicken our ears, O God. Quicken our spirits, O God, and bring us alive in you, O God. In Jesus' name we pray and for your glory. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I was reading yesterday in the book of Isaiah, and I came across the passage that is about the millennial reign of Christ. And during the millennial reign of Christ, it's when Jesus returns to the earth. So let me just take you on a real quick timeline here. You've got, you've got the rapture of the church, and then after the rapture of the church, the tribulation begins. And then when that, do you know when the tribulation begins? It begins with the signing of a contract between the world and Israel of peace. And the Bible says when they cry peace, peace, then shall come sudden destruction. So they're going to sign a contract with Israel for world peace. Do you all know what happened yesterday? Anybody know that Hamas launched 2,200 rockets and killed 300 people in Israel and that Israel's declared war and today there's bullets flying and bombs falling in Israel? Anybody know that? There's going to come a day when it's going to be enough in the world. And I don't, I don't think this is it. 
I mean, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, but I don't think this is it. I think it's going to be such a devastating moment in time that the world's going to say, enough, enough. Anyway, the rapture of the church, the beginning of the tribulation. Once the tribulation begins, it's got 2,520 days of, of uh, tribulation, seven years. And at the end of seven years, Jesus returns to the earth in his second coming, he destroys all the armies that have surrounded Israel in a battle called the Battle of Armageddon. And at the Battle of Armageddon, he destroys everyone, not with swords and shields. He destroys them with the brightness of his coming and the words of his mouth. They're all going to evaporate, basically. Zechariah, the 13th chapter, if you want to read it. And so that's going to happen. And then Jesus is going to come to the earth. He's going to go through the eastern gate in Jerusalem that right now is closed. He will open it. And whenever he opens it, he will go to Mount Zion and he will set up his kingdom. And for 1,000 years, there will be peace on earth. And it's called the millennial reign of Christ. And I was reading about the millennial reign of Christ yesterday. And when I start telling you about it, you're going to remember it because during the millennial reign of Christ, the lion will lay down by the lamb. The, the child will play with the snake. The lion will eat grass and, and, and will eat grass like an ox. And there'll be peace on earth throughout all the kingdoms, all the nations of the world. There'll be peace on earth. And that all sounds good and that all sounds wonderful, but here's what I know. Zechariah 14 is also about the millennial reign of Christ. It starts in 13, goes into 14, and when you get to Zechariah 14, you find out that, yeah, there's peace on the earth, but there's not everybody that's looking for peace. You find out that Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, but not everybody's willing to, to pledge their allegiance to that king. Because the Bible says in Zechariah 14, are you still with me? Did I lose you? Are you still with me? The Bible says in Zechariah 14 that there'll be some who say, we will not come up to Jerusalem to worship you. And the Bible says that those who do that shall feel the rod of iron. He'll cut off the rain from them. He'll destroy their economies. He'll destroy their crops. He'll beat them into submission, if you will, until they begin to come. Now they'll come, but they'll come with reluctance. They'll come because he's forced them to come. Because let me tell you this, and this is where I'm getting to. In the millennial reign of Christ, though they may be submitting themselves to God, though they may be bowing their knees to God, though they may be worshiping God, their heart's not in it. When Jesus returns, the Bible says he'll put the sheep on the right nations and the goat nations on the left and he'll separate them. And when he separates them, he, he may separate them in that day, and they may be chastised in that day, but even though they're chastised, even though they do what he says, even though they obey, their heart's not in it. Evidently, none of you have ever been children. My mother made me obey even when my heart wasn't in it. My dad made me obey by holding on to the ladder of a bunk bed while he administered the the rod of wisdom. And if you let go of the ladder, you start it over. And when he got done, I may not have agreed, but I obeyed. And that's what Jesus Christ is going to do in the millennial reign. He's going to set up a kingdom and they're going to obey, but there, some of them are not going to agree. You say, I don't know how you can possibly know that because I've read Revelation chapter 20. That's how I know that. Revelation chapter 20 tells me that after the devil's been bound for a thousand years, Jesus will release him for a season. 
And in that season, he will turn the hearts of everybody who don't agree, of everybody who's against Christ, of everybody who's not of the right mindset. He will turn them back toward the devil and the devil will once again gather an army and come down on Jerusalem. This time, he will gather an army that's as, as the sand of the sea. It will contain everybody who doesn't agree with Jesus Christ and God will destroy them in Revelation chapter 20. I, I'm telling you that for a reason. This passage says this. Wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in, in the children of disobedience, among whom we also had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And we were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. And I want you to know this morning that the only reason or the biggest reason that, that you're in here today is because you have changed the atmosphere that resides around you. There is a prince of the power of the air. I know when Jesus died, he redeemed the earth. I know that. I know when he ascended back up to heaven and brought his blood into the holiest of holies, I know he redeemed mankind. And I can be filled with the Holy Spirit this morning because I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed this morning by the blood of Jesus Christ. He redeemed me. And when he redeemed me, he made me acceptable unto God. And he put me in a kingdom that the book of Matthew calls the kingdom of heaven. So while I'm on this earth, I'm on this earth, but I'm not of this earth. Why not? Because I'm of the kingdom of heaven and a different atmosphere surrounds me than the one that surrounds this world because I'm no longer a part of the prince of the power of the air. I have the power and authority given by Jesus Christ to change my atmosphere. I don't have to be blown around by everything that's going on around me. I don't have to be blown around by all the wiles of the devil. I don't have to be, I don't have to, to fail and sin every day a little bit so that I can ask forgiveness. Paul said, shall we sin that grace might abound? He said, God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Why? Because I'm changing my atmosphere. I'm no longer of the prince of the power of the air. I no longer let the, the weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You don't have to listen to every thought that comes into your head. You don't have to allow those thoughts to, to stay in there and say, well, you know, I'm just human. No, you're not. You are blood-bought child of the most high God. You have power. You have authority to change your atmosphere. I'm telling you this morning, why don't you stink and use it? Come bebopping in here. Haven't spent 10 seconds in prayer. Come in here expecting me to make you excited. It's not going to cut it. Not going to cut it. You know why? Because when you come in here like that, you come in here with an atmosphere. You come in here with things going on around you. I'm, I'm not saying you're, you're possessed or nothing. I'm just saying that you haven't prepared your world. You haven't got your atmosphere right because the prince of the power of the air is outside of these walls. 
He's around us. And if you come in here bickering and fighting and not ready to come to church, if you come in here complaining and upset about something, if you come in here with, you know what? The devil can't get in here unless he wears somebody's pants. The devil can't get in this house unless he wears somebody's skirt or wears somebody's pants. And if you let, if you let him dictate to you how you feel and how you act once you come in here, then you're no better than the snake that was in the garden because that's what he did. He let the devil dictate how he was going to act, what he was going to do, and it cost him. He ends up on his belly throughout all eternity. He never gets to stand up again. That's what happened to the snake, and I don't want that to happen to you. But if you come in here and you hadn't taken power and authority over your thoughts and over your actions, and you come up here and, and let, the, let the enemy mess with your head and cause confusion and frustration and anger and, and all that stuff, and you come in here with all that baggage, we got to get that atmosphere out of here. Mike's got to strum extra. We got to pray extra. We have to spend time in here. Why? Because the preaching of the word needs to have the right atmosphere. You say, well, my house is just a, a house of confusion and corruption and, and we just have all kinds of problems. Whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? Not my fault. It's not God's fault. Take power and authority over that atmosphere. Get you a bottle of oil. Go through that house, pleading the blood of Christ, singing worship music, lifting up praises, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs unto the Lord. Find you a prayer time. Designate you a war room. Get in there and begin to cast out powers and authorities. Change the atmosphere where you're living. If you say, well, you know, I've had people call me and say, brother, I need you to come. I need you to come pray over my property. We bought this new property and, and I, think, I think it's possessed. I think there's something on it. Some, something's going on here. Change the atmosphere. Change the atmosphere in that home. I, now I don't believe, personally, my personal belief is I don't believe the devil inhabits houses. I think he needs a body. I never find him in that book inhabiting a house. He's always inhabiting a body. He needs a body. So I don't really believe in haunted houses. Now, you may have a house where things are moving, but I would check my kids first. They're probably moving them. But I'll tell you this. If there's conflict and there's, and there's, and there's temptations and there's problems and there's trials and there's troubles in that house, then I'm telling you, you have the power and the authority over that atmosphere. Begin to change that atmosphere. Go through that house pleading the blood of Christ. Go through that house praising the Lord. Go through that property. Go out to the corners of your property. Take you a bottle of oil. Go out there in the corners of your property. Just begin to walk it. You say, oh, that's old-fashioned. Maybe, but it still works. Maybe old-fashioned, but it still works. Take yourself a walk. Get out there and say, devil, here's the property of my stuff. I'm redeemed, blood-bought, child of God. I'm in control of this property. I'm in control of this atmosphere. And I tell you right now, squatter, you've been evicted. Get off my stuff. Get off my property. Get out of my life. Get out of my marriage. Get out of my children. Get out of all this stuff. I'm changing the atmosphere right now. And you're on the outs, devil. So you get out of my stuff because I have power and authority given to me by the name of the blood of Jesus. 
Jesus Christ and in the name of Jesus, I command you to be God. You have that power. You have the authority. There's sometimes we come in here and we get started and it's like, it's like trying to wade through concrete. It's just, it's just not working. The screens go crazy. The, the, all the guitars, the batteries all die. We have popping cords, all kind of stuff going on in here. And every now and then we'll just shut it down. We'll say, we're going to stop. We're fixing to change the atmosphere. Just lift your hands and begin to pray, praise God. Lift your hands, begin to pray in the spirit. Lift your hands and just begin to worship God. What we, we're not going through an exercise. We're doing a spiritual warfare right there. We're, we're coming against powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness. We're grabbing hold of the things that the devil tries to bring into this house. And we're saying, not in our house today. We're not going to have this. We're children of the most high God. We're going to change the atmosphere because if we change, the Bible says in several places that, that, Jesus, that Jesus healed people because the power of the Lord there was there to heal. And people came to him and everybody that came got healed. Why? Because the power of the Lord was there to heal. The atmosphere for healing was there. The atmosphere that built faith was there. The atmosphere that built power was there. The atmosphere that built anointing was there. Everything was right. They had prayed because Bible says this type does not come forth but by fasting and praying. They had prayed. They were ready. They were, they, were, they were accomplished. The atmosphere was there. And whenever they came in there, the Spirit of the Lord began to quicken those. Quicken means to make alive. It took someone that was dead and it made them alive. It took someone that was sick and it made them well. It took someone that was mentally de derived and it put them in their right mind. It took somebody that had a bad attitude and gave them a right attitude. It healed lungs. It, that was for you, David Cravey. He healed lungs. That was for you. He touched hearts. He changed the world. Why? Because he kept an attitude of prayer around him and he constantly kept an atmosphere that kept the devil out of it. You have that power. You have that authority. You have that ability. Or you can let yourself get in the mully grubs. You can let yourself, y'all you know what mully grubs are? Okay, you can let yourself get in the mullet grubs. You can get all upset about everything. You can just say, well, it's just not happening the way I thought it was going to happen. The Lord's not moving. But, but I tell you what, if you put on a garment of praise, then the spirit of heaviness is going to leave. I said, if you put on a garment of praise, then the spirit of heaviness is going to leave. If you put on a garment of praise, then the spirit of heaviness will leave. If you put on a garment of praise. And I'm not, and I'm not talking about going to YouTube or to your Apple Music and putting on a playlist and letting music play in your house. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about letting that music play, but you singing and lifting up a praise unto God with your lips. With your lips. I really don't think the atmosphere really cares if that music's playing if you're not part of it. I said, I really don't think the, music, the, the atmosphere changes just by letting music play and you not being a part of it because God's not there to change the music. He's there to change you. Amen. And whenever we become part of what God is doing, 
When we're letting the worship music play in our house, play in our cars, play around us, whenever we're allowing that to happen, when you drop your kids off at school and you've been singing worship music on the way to school and you're praying over them before they get out of the car, when those kids walk in that school, that atmosphere may be wickedness and violence and sexuality and drug addiction. That may be the atmosphere in that school, but that doesn't have to be the atmosphere over your children. That doesn't have to be the atmosphere over Brazos. He can have a different atmosphere over him. Why? Because mama has prayed over him. Mama has anointed him. Mama has changed the atmosphere around him. She's built a hedge of protection. And when that boy gets out of the car, he's 10 foot tall and made of steel. Why? Because he's covered by the power of the blood of the lamb and no weapon formed against him will prosper. Why? Because the atmosphere around him is different. You send your kids out of that school and into this world. You send them into this world and you haven't spent any time praying over them. You don't have anything going. They just come to church on Sunday morning and you think that should be sufficient. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's not sufficient just to have one two-hour session to change your atmosphere. The Bible tells us that when that atmosphere is changed that things begin to happen. Quickened. Didn't that what I read? Let me read it again. He says, But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ Jesus. My Bible tells me that when I'm quickened together with Christ Jesus, my Bible says in the book of Colossians that I sit in heavenly places. You may not. But whenever I begin to change the atmosphere around my mind, when I begin to change the atmosphere around my home, when I begin to change the atmosphere around my belief system, whenever I begin to allow the Holy Spirit to quicken me, when I, believe to, when I begin to allow that to go on, then, then I change the atmosphere. I change things around me such that the power of the Holy Spirit can quicken not only me, but quicken everything around me. Isn't that what he said? But God hath raised us together and made us to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? Made us, I mean, obviously none of us are in heaven. Obviously none of us are up there with Christ. We're down here on the earth. But Paul says that he made us to sit in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means this. I start seeing things like he sees it. You know, whenever you're in a, whenever you're in a different perspective, sometimes things look different. When you're, when you're in a different position, then the world may look different than it does. I mean, you, you remember Balaam? Balak, this guy named Balak, he was a Moabite. And the, Mo and the children of Israel were coming over there on the east side of that Jordan River, and they were starting to come in. They'd already defeated Ammon. Now they're up there in the land of Moab. And so this, this, this king named Balak, he went and got this prophet named Balaam, and he, and he got him in there, and he said, I want you to curse the people of Israel. And so whenever Balaam got over there, long story of how he got there. The donkey talks in that story, by the way. And long story of how he got there. But once he got there, then he began to look upon the children of Israel and he built seven altars and he went through a time of changing his atmosphere. And then once he changed his atmosphere, he began to prophesy and he blessed the children of Israel. 
Remember that story? He blessed them. What did Balak do? Balak said, oh no, let's go to a different spot. You need to see them from a different viewpoint. Let me get you over here where I can see all of them. Maybe you're just seeing the good ones. Let's get over here where we can see them all. And so Balaam began, he went over there and he built his seven altars and he changed his atmosphere and then he went over there and blessed them. And then Balak got mad again and he moved him to a different place. He said, now what do you think? Balak didn't have to go, Balaam didn't have to go build altars again. He didn't have to go over there and worship again. Why did he not have to do that the third time? Because he's changed his atmosphere. He's already in the presence of God. He knows what the Lord needs. He knows what God is saying. He didn't know when he got there, but now he's changed the atmosphere. He's sitting with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. And you know what he says that third time? He says he calls the children of Israel who are wandering in the wilderness for 40 years because they were so wicked, who's let everybody die, who are now coming to the promised land, who are still full of wickedness. He looks at them the third time and he says, I've not found iniquity in Israel. Oh, you missed that. They were full of iniquity. They were so full of iniquity that just in a short week from now, they're going to be, they're going to be marrying other women and idol worshiping. They were full of iniquity. So why did Balaam say, I don't see any iniquity in Israel? Why did he say that? Whenever there was iniquity in Israel, because he was looking at them through the eyes of Christ. He was looking at them through the blood of the lamb. He was looking at them through the sacrifice that had all their sins forgiven and covered. He was looking at, and when you're sitting with Jesus in heavenly places, you start to see things like he sees them. You start to understand things like he understands them. You start to know things like he knows them. You begin to have the mind of Christ. And when you have the mind of Christ and you've changed your atmosphere, then brother, there's nothing that can stand in your way. There's nothing... What atmosphere do you have around you this morning? What atmosphere is in this house this morning? Is it an atmosphere of amazing things? Is it an atmosphere of praise? Is it an atmosphere of, the, of, of miracles and signs and wonders? God's already said three times that he's coming in his glory. He said three times he's coming in his glory. I don't think I heard, maybe I did. My son's coming in December. You'll hear a good sermon then. My son's coming in December. We're going to go meet him at the airport. We haven't seen him since July of last year. It'll be 18 months when we see him. Huh? I'm, oh, well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, okay. But it'll be, a, it'll be a long time since we've seen him. So whenever they show up, I can tell you what the atmosphere is going to be like at that airport. I can tell you when that door opens and I see Chloe come running out of there and Addie and Carter, I can tell you when they come running out of there, there's going to be some, woohoo! Come here, baby, let me give you a hug. 
There's going to be some excitement. I'm going to be pacing the, pacing the wall, pacing the floor out there, waiting for those doors to open to say that they've arrived. There's going to be some anticipation. There's going to be some excitement. And whenever my faith becomes sight, then there's going to be some jubilation. There's going to be some shouting. There's going to be some crying. There's going to be some hugging. There's going to be some things that happen. Why? Because he's quickened me by his coming. My son was once not able to be seen. Now he's able to be seen and felt, and I'm going to be rejoicing in that ability to hug my boy, hug my grandkids, hug my daughter-by-law, daughter-in-law, daughter-of-law. What is that thing? Daughter-love? What is that they say? Huh? Daughter-in-love. I'm not going to say, oh, we're so glad you're here. We've been tracking you all night long on the little thing with the airplane on it. We knew when you arrived, but we weren't in any hurry. We didn't want to bother you. Ain't going to be none of that, buddy. They get hugged whether they want it or not. They get kissed whether they want it or not. Kenneth can carry the bags for a change, and I let him carry them because I want to carry my grandkids. And when you come in the atmosphere with Jesus Christ, and when you begin to sit with him in heavenly places, you begin to say, wow, nothing's impossible with God. Ha, I once was young, but now I'm young at heart, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread because God always makes a way. I don't know how this trial I'm in is going to end, but if I sit with the feet in the seat of Christ, if I sit up here in heavenly places, I know how it's going to end, exactly how he ordained it's going to end. I don't have to sweat it. Are you hearing me this morning? I don't have to sweat it and try to make it work. I just receive what God has said. I receive it because I've created an atmosphere of worship around me. And because I've changed the atmosphere, I know that nothing shall be impossible. Nothing shall be impossible. Amen. Stand with me this morning, if you would, for just a minute. Jesus, 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 hallelujah, Jesus, Jesus.
I believe the Holy Spirit's in this house today. And he's already said it. Holy Spirit's in here today because he wants you, some of you that see situations that are impossible, that are improbable, that are difficult, that you feel like are going to destroy you. He's saying today, change the atmosphere, come set with me, and then you'll know the end from the beginning. So if that's you this morning, and if nobody comes, that's fine. It's not a problem with me. But if that's you this morning and you say, I need to sit with the Lord for just a moment with this situation I'm dealing with, then I want you to leave your seat and come stand here at the front. Anybody this morning? I need the Lord to help me sit in heavy places with him for just a moment to where I can see the end from the beginning, where I can see what's going on. I need to change my atmosphere around this situation to where I'm looking at it with the mind of Christ and not with my own reasoning. Because your own reasoning will deceive you every time. You will always go the wrong direction if you do it with your own reasoning. Amen. Now I'd like some of you to come and stand behind these if you would. Lay your hand on them. I'd like for somebody to be behind everybody or, or everybody to have somebody behind them, I guess is what I mean. Find somebody that's down here. Find somebody down here. I need several ladies over here. I need a few ladies over here. If y'all leave your seat, come find somebody to pray with, please. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We've worked this morning to change the atmosphere in this building, to set an atmosphere for answers and signs and wonders. So this morning, while you're down here, I want you to begin to pray and say, Lord God, help me to sit and see this thing as you see him. Help me to see this thing, oh God. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands with me this morning. You say, why do I have to lift my hands? I don't know why. I just know when you do, it changes the world. It changes everything. Just lift your hands this morning and begin to pray. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, Lord God, in Jesus' name, Father, we pray, Almighty God, that you would change the atmosphere, Lord God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Lord God, that you would quicken us this morning, God. Lord God, that you would cause us to sit with you in heavenly places, Lord God. Father God, that your Holy Spirit, God, would lead us and guide us this morning, Lord God. Hallelujah. 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 I come against every power. I come against every force. I come against every spirit, oh God, that would cause the atmosphere to be wrong, oh God. Hallelujah. That would invade their space, oh God. That would invade their space, oh God. And in Jesus' name, Lord God, I speak freedom, oh God. I speak anointing, Lord God. I speak peace, oh God. Lord God, in Jesus' name, Lord God, change the atmosphere, God. Change the power and the principalities above them, almighty God. Lord, in Jesus' name, help us to rule the heavens today, God. Lord God, in Jesus' name, Lord God, help us to sit in places with you, Lord God. To sit in places with you, O oh God. To sit in heavenly places with you, O oh God. Hallelujah. 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 God, I worship you. God, I praise you. God, I glorify you. 
Speak, Holy Spirit, in a mighty way, Lord God. Let your holiness, God, your power, your anointing, oh God, let it invade, Lord God. Hallelujah. Drive away every fear. Drive away everything that's not of you, God. Let your glory fill the house, oh God. Let your glory fill the atmosphere, God. Minister in signs and wonders and miracles and anointing, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. In Jesus' name, God. In Jesus' name, God. In Jesus' name. Change the atmosphere, God. Change the thought process, God. Change the voices, God. In Jesus' name, God. Clear minds, O oh God. Heal hearts, O oh God. Father God, change the atmosphere, Lord God. Change the atmosphere, God. Let your Holy Spirit, God, minister. Let your Holy Spirit touch. Let your Holy Spirit anoint God. Hallelujah. We bind every voice that's not of you. We bind every power that's not of you. We bind every principality that's not of you. We bind every voice that's not of you, God. In Jesus' name, we release the power of God. We release the anointing of God. We release the spirit of God. We release it into the, oh God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, hallelujah, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down of imaginations, and every high thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God in Jesus' name. Let your healing virtue flow, God. Let your healing virtue flow, God. Let your healing virtue flow, God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Not, mm. God, let the oil, let the very anointed oil, oh God, flowing from the very throne room of God, let it flow into this heart right now, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let the anointing oil of the power of God, let it flow from the throne room of God into this heart right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we receive answers. In the name of Jesus, we receive miracles. In the name of Jesus, we receive anointings. In the name of Jesus, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, every tongue that rises up against you, you will condemn. In the name of Jesus, no power, no authority has any power or authority over you. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus, let the very anointing all from the throne room of God. Let it flow, hallelujah, into the hearts of these this morning, God. <laughs> Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Change the atmosphere. Change the atmosphere. Change the atmosphere. Hallelujah. Let the healing words of Jesus Christ flow into your innermost being. <laughs> Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God made you a princess with him. God made you a princess with him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 
Let the anointing, oh my God, flow. Flow this morning. Flow this morning. Flow this morning. Come on, receive it. Receive it. Receive it in Jesus' name. Lord God, I'm more than a conqueror. Lord, no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Lord God, I have my answer in you. Lord God, I receive that power in Jesus' name. I receive it this morning. I receive it this morning. I receive it this morning in Jesus' name. I am more than a conqueror through him that loved me. Glory to God. Glory to God. I am more than a conqueror through him that loved me. I am more than a conqueror through him that loved me. Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My God, we receive it this morning. My God, we receive it this morning. My God, we receive it this morning. Let the glory of the Lord flood this house, Lord God. Let the glory of the Lord flood this environment, God. Let the glory of the Lord flood this atmosphere, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Build faith, build power, build anointing, oh God. Build direction, my God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I want to tell somebody this morning, I don't know who you are, but I want to tell somebody this morning that God didn't make you to be the whipping boy. Just because other people are having all kinds of problems, that don't mean you ought to be re receiving the result of their problems. God didn't make you to be the whipping boy. He didn't make you the one to receive all the trouble, to receive all their venom, to receive all their anger because their lives are going bad. You don't have to stand for that this morning. I want to let you know it's not your fault. God, God's telling you this morning that you don't have to be their whipping boy. You don't have to take on all of their problems. But the Lord's telling you this morning, if you'll change the atmosphere, then when those problems come against you, they may be having a problem, but I'll build peace in your heart. They may be having money problems, but I'll put prosperity in your hand. They may be having trouble with their mind, but I'll give you the mind of Christ. You don't have to be their whipping boy. You can stand up and change the atmosphere around yourself that even though you're walking through the valley of the shadow, shadow of death. You don't have to fear any evil. You don't have to feel those things because God separated you this morning. God separated you this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name, Lord. Who's your body? Who's that of us? So, red up, 
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. So take that authority. Take that authority. Anoint that home. If you're having trouble with your tongue, get you some oil and put it on your tongue. <laughs> Say, God, I take authority over this tongue. I'm not going to get mad anymore. I'm not going to holler and scream and say bad words and lose my cool. I'm not going to do it anymore because I have that power and I have that authority. Change the atmosphere. Change the atmosphere. Everybody good? Everybody good? All right, we'll be back tonight at 6 o'clock to begin our revival. Brother Blizzard will be with us tonight. Spend some time in prayer this afternoon. Change the atmosphere when you come in here. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord God. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your authority, Lord God. Rest our bodies and bring us back tonight at the appointed hour. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.